Welcome to The Manuela Show, where we discuss value-driven initiatives to help companies grow with smart technologies. My name is Matt. And I'm Jason, and we're from Manello. We build no-code, low-code, and custom software to help companies thrive in the digital world. Hello, everyone. We got an awesome show today. We got some fun stuff to chat through. We got some fun industry news to share. Got some cool stuff. Also, in front of a massive snowstorm here about to happen. And so, if we're talking fast, <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> Yeah, today our main topic is going to be gamification. That yep. sounds fun. The benefits of gamification in software products and effective, its effect on the whole user experience and all of that good stuff. But before we get into all of that, there's some cool stuff going on in the world right now. So there's this humanoid robot, right? There's this company called Stealth that released photos of a humanoid robot that looks to be pretty cool and weird and terrifying. In a, you ever see the movie I Robot? Them like yep. Alan Tudyk robot yep. type thing. Yep. Alan Tudyk is great. Although the photos didn't show a face. So maybe that's the point. Yeah. Although, who knows? They're probably just trying to hide that for what they actually like intend to do. Maybe. Maybe that's a screen that you put like a person's face on, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's something they're developing on. Or maybe it is just a blank thing or it's an informational display, right? Hey, hey, robo friend, can you tell me how to cook this meal? And then it just, the screen turns, into Martha, turns Stewart. into Martha Stewart or just text instructions, but also Martha oh. Stewart. Oh, that's a better idea, I think. And then she mouths out the recipe in her voice. Yeah, because there's also mm. AI that can mimic celebrity voices out yep. there. Side tangent here, <laughs> but there's a really popular trend in, in short form content, short form video content, where there'll be a gameplay from a video game and then it's Trump, Obama, and Joe Biden voicing the people who are actually playing it. Oh, so it's, wow. and that, it sounds so good. Like you can yeah. tell it's a robot and obviously they can't do this stuff, but it's just like them riffing on each other and being graphic and playing the acting like they're playing the game and they're all yeah. dishing on Joe for age and uh, Obama for drone strikes and Trump for man Trumpisms. And it's just hilarious. Go can, watch can it. Can the Biden body even talk that fast? In, it, yeah. In, in yeah. Gameplay? It can. And actually they, they, it's not all one-sided. Like they don't, they make political jokes obviously, but it's not like a right versus left thing. Mm. And sometimes Biden gets his, he's like, his little I can't repeat it. it because yeah. it's graphic stuff, but it's right. 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 He, yeah. He drops some bombs. <laughs> nice. Nice. But anyway, that's a side tangent to what this thing actually is. Yep. What did they say that the practical uses of this would be the stealth Where, just thing? Just warehouse related tasks. I'm just trying to think. I think I just saw the warehouse one. Retail, uh, I think. Retail related. That's already a thing. I think McDonald's yeah. said that they wanted to make a Yeah, McDonald's, a person drive through operator. Drive -through. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, can you imagine a humanoid robot selling you a cell phone or Man. giving you your burger? That'd be pretty crazy. Or that. What do you think is going to come first? The. Amazon truck showing up in front of your house and a humanoid getting out and walking it to your porch or the drones? I think the drones, because they're already there. But yeah. also, is the humanoid form the most optimal way to deliver a package? Now, obviously, it's optimal because for us because that's all we have to work on. But is there some other... Is it more optimal to have, I don't know, like rolling vehicle of some sort that has trays and drawers that pop open and set down the 
with an appendage that comes, picks up the package and sets it down on the porch instead of a humanoid who is physically driving a truck or something like that. I don't know. Or they're just sitting there and the truck's driving itself. Yeah. And then they get out and walk the package to the front door. That's the thing, right? Like the whole point of having a humanoid robot is so that it looks more like, so like the practical application of it should be, and you would hope to be an interactive human on robot type right. of thing. I and mean, that makes sense with the whole face thing that you had brought up and right. thought about because then you have a human with a humanoid robot with a human-esque face. Yeah. And there's already like the AI person generator stuff that we had talked about previously. Just slap that into the into the processing power of the robot and you can have it all sorts crazy. of different human looking expressions and stuff. That's crazy. Crazy, yep. Crazy stuff we're uh, we're getting into in this world. And then there's news out there that Mark Zuckerberg has put the metaverse to rest. But who knows? Maybe there's quietly cranking on something amazing in the background. We just don't know it yet. Or questionable. Or questionable. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, Elon Musk has really one-upped me in the questionable business decisions <laughs> realm. I need to, how I can I do I better? What's my next one? <laughs> What's my next one? Yeah. And then uh, cool stuff in technology, right? NBA released a couple, maybe a couple AR apps recently. NBA All World, I believe, is the name of one. I forget the other, the name of the other one. I think you, so the All World is the Niantic-backed or developed yeah. one, right? So that's yeah. like Pokemon Go, but playing with players. Right, that's how moving around. I think the other one's the actual NBA app. Oh, the actual NBA yeah, AR app. Okay. I think. Don't maybe. hold me to it, but yeah. So anyway, like the first one, like I said, Niantic worked with NBA or whoever and it's like they want to make it the next Pokemon Go and that's what Niantic is famous for. So you would like from what I gather or think you would like go into the park and play against like find LeBron James or Kyrie Irving or who knows maybe in like older stars like Michael Jordan or something mm-hmm. like that and face them in hoops and might be just switching a screen to shoot your ball but if you have all those faces and they own all of the rights to those people's faces yeah yeah exactly but the other one and probably to me the more interesting one is they the commissioner whatever his name is aaron adam silver Silver, yeah got on stage and and took took out a, a phone and did like a 360 image capture of a person that was on the stage with them took that 3d image capture live on the stage and threw that person into an actual recording of a game as one of the NBA players. You see him run from court to court and dunk on a guy or lay up against a guy or yep. something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, to put yourself in game, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had brought up earlier, imagine you're sitting with five of your buddies and you all put yourself in that's as the Pistons the going up against the Lakers or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. How, I don't right. know, for basketball fans, I think that would be pretty cool. Then you can record it, post it to YouTube. And you Share and your buddies it. are the bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and my friends were the going to work pistons and we're, yep. we got you. Yep. <laughs> back to back. Cool. Let's get into today's episode. Again, we mentioned it's about gamification. We probably see gamification on 50 to 75% of the apps that are on our phones today. We don't even realize it. Yep. That's how some, good they are. Some we realize, some we don't even realize. Let's just talk about a little bit about gamification. So how would you define gamification? So gamification, think video games and think of what the core concept of it is. Play a game to rack up points or to earn titles or badges to check your points against a leaderboard of other people. Like think the old arcade games where you're playing in the arcade 
earning points and you see your three-digit name number two on the scoreboard against other people. Incentivized to keep putting those quarters in the machine to get that higher score so you can beat the random people whose name you can't recognize because it's just three letters. So take that, put it into a software or into some platform that you've got and doing activity in the software you have could earn you points. Could then you can spend those points maybe, or maybe those points get put onto a leaderboard where you compare against your friends or everybody in the world or something like that. And it, it creates a, a motivation to do it, a motivation to stay in the app and also a feel good that you are progressing towards something. So a whole point of gamification is to make your app, which might not be a game, have gamey elephant, gamey elements (laughs) to convince you to keep doing that activity in your app. Yep. Game like elements. Yeah. And it's, it's, Certainly leads to enhanced user engagement, motivation, like you brought up, also retention, right? So the time of which someone is spending in your app, it might need five more points to get there. It might need one more star, or maybe it's one more badge and all they got to get it. They got to get it, right? But yet they're still in your app. They're still in your software. If I earn three more coins, I unlock the next level and I can keep playing that game. Anyone else got the 7-Eleven app on their phone? I don't. Six, six, six Slurpees and your seventh is free. Yeah. That's, You're on your fourth Slurpee and you go there. That's an ancient and, business concept of the yeah. whole punch card thing. Right, just digitized. Yeah. The digital punch card. Yeah. Works even, perfectly. Even better is things like the McDonald's app where purchasing things as gets you points, which actually gets you real food that you can, which is the same concept, is just McDonald's presented in a different way. Uh, I, I think most is. of it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My body can process it and I continue to live because I'm bad and 25% of my diet is McDonald's food. Yeah. It's not the truth. So it's real good food. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm alive and it tastes good. Yeah. You are, you are alive. You are here. (laughs) Unless I'm AI. Squid socks and all. You are here. Squid socks and all. Just like last week, right? (laughs) Yes. Gamification can also help users learn new skills. You can encourage through gamification for people to progress through a course. Oh, absolutely. I learned a lot on Khan Academy. Have you heard of Khan Academy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a learning K-H-A-N platform. K-H-A-N. Yeah, Academy, yeah. yeah. Guy named, last name Khan, I think mm-hmm. he, he made it. But it, on Khan Academy, you progress through your lessons and your, you do your challenges and that sort of thing. You earn points and you earn badges for completing those challenges. So it's learning, but with gamification added on yeah. to it. Um, Definitely helped me stay there because it was cool to see my points rack up and yep. you gain levels. I think you gain levels with that. It's been a while. At least you gain like badges or titles or something like that. Yep. So it's all sorts of different learning. What's the term? Learning software is probably platform, do something yeah, like LMS, that. Yeah. yeah. LMS platform. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be a good thing about it is it can be customized to match any type of like unique business model that you have, right? It's all about how can you reward someone, some person, some user of your software, whether they be, it's an internal or an enterprise app that's being used by internal teams, or if it's an external app that's being used by end users, the public yeah, really can be used in any way, shape or form. And Starbucks uses gamification within their app for coffee and loading points and loading money up into the app, right? It's almost as if they're they're a bank that happens to serve coffee. Yeah, but it's not always just like points and rewards and that sort of thing. Think of the most obvious right now would be social media. Every piece of social media has some sort of a, or love or a heart or, or something like that. And there's 
whenever you click it, there's always some little animation that happens that gives you warm, fuzzy feelings on yep. the inside. But uh, less publicly aware is Asana. When you complete a task in Asana, a big unicorn with fantastical colors shows up and it's like yeah. you have completed a task. Yeah, You like, earned a unicorn running right. across your screen, which it's is really cool. Across the screen, yeah. I remember we we were the first time we noticed it on a meeting together, us and other people on the team, we were all like, did you guys just see that unicorn? Yeah. We need to complete another task yeah. so we can see that unicorn. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> what can we do real quick? Notification is also known to, or it drives, like we mentioned earlier, user retention, which allows gamification to be cost-effective in a way because you don't have to run like marketing campaigns. You don't have to run paid ad campaigns to get people to come back to the app or yeah. to use the app for a longer period of time. You can simply bake in some gamification into your software to keep people there longer. And it's just part of the software. It's yeah. not in a, And it's, it's an excuse to re-notify them w- with your app. So like normally with, when you're with apps, like those notifications that you get are sometimes cumbersome, not cumbersome, but like annoying. If you've got a game app that's reminding you, hey, you're only five points away from achieving the next level, like that's a notification you probably would want if you like right. it to remind you, oh, I'm almost there. I right. should go back to the app and continue to play. Yeah. And gamification can be sprinkled into existing applications too. Like it doesn't, the app or the software doesn't have to be rewritten to now include gamification. It can just be placed right into an existing application that's already running, one that's already half built. Already gathering built. stats and understanding of the things that you'd probably want to put the gamification related to like key metric you want to keep track of anyway. So clicks or completions, right. whatever, whatever action you want to incentivize, you want to put points towards that action and you're probably already tracking that action right? if you're doing tracking with your app. So it just makes sense to just add a little piece of gamification to that, start counting that and displaying it to the user somehow. Right. Yeah. And in regards to displaying to the user, really the big key elements or the really the design elements are really badges, points. Points are like the low level and you get badges, leaderboards. Points could be like coins or gems or sure fishes in your bucket or something Stars. like that. Stars. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It can almost pretty much be anything. And the badges are more or less like Virtual awards, in a way, milestones that you've hit. Leaderboard, as we all know what a leaderboard is. And then there's... Like on PlayStation, trophies are badges, pretty much. Sure. Just to make a relation to something that a lot of people probably already experience. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so not even like in in software. I mean, of course, PlayStation is running software, but talk about a gaming console, right? Yeah. And video games. It's it's a game that tries to get you to come back and play more games, with with or game, to continue to play that same game within with smaller in game game like elements like points and rewards. So it's a know? game within a game within a game. Yep. Gameception. Gameception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yep. much. Yeah. Yeah, so these these elements, like we mentioned before, it's important. Jason brought up earlier about instant gratification, right? When someone gets to a certain point, right? And he mentioned we completed a task in Asana, and all of a sudden we saw the unicorn immediately. We didn't have to wait three seconds for like page refresh. We didn't have to click around, change the screen, go to a different modal. Didn't it, give us an email. Didn't later give us a, saying that we got the unicorn. We didn't see a. We didn't get an email with a GIF of it running. We got it immediately. It was almost like right then and there. Also creating the sense of achievement, right? So like the progress of it, like you can always see 
what that next, right? There's always that progress bar that shows you, you No, know, with the 7-Eleven app, I brought that up earlier with the six cups and like your seventh is free. As you're going across, you can see each cup you buy, like it's filling up. Yeah. It's turning from gray to green and the little progress bar is going across just to get that instant gratification or that notice of you're progressing through something. Yeah. And that's used not just in like that, this type of gamification that we're talking about, but you might see websites with stuff like that. They, they've sure. got a progress bar already going on and there's some psychological thing where seeing your progress makes you want to get to the end. Yep. Of, of that progress. Yeah, completing a task. Yep. Yeah, creating the sense of the of completion. And then also fostering the sense of community, right? So if you're trying to you're trying to grow up on a leaderboard, right? And you're going against other people, you might even become friends or start to talk to those other people right. that are on that leaderboard through the headset that might be in a whole nother country or they're in your same city and you don't even know it. So fostering the sense of community is also involved there. And then it's also gamification also causes people to go explore within the app, go explore within the software. What else is there? Yeah. What else earned me some points? Right. Or what <laughs> else? Well, I completed a task in the sun and I got this unicorn. What's, what else do I need to do in here to get like a rainbow or to get a car to drive across? Or yeah. maybe there's some other Easter egg in here that we don't know about yet. And let's go cruise on and try to find it. That's cool. I want to go play with Asana now yeah. and see if there's more. Maybe, maybe there is. Give us more, Asana. Give us more. <laughs> um, yeah, of course, we cover no code and low code and custom software on, on this podcast, right? So we'll talk about the, the contrast between the three and how they relate to gamification, specifically in in the realm of game in the realm of gamification. So when it comes to no code, that's going to be tough to do gamification, only because no code solutions really don't offer much in a way of customization to add in gamification, especially if the gamification is being added in a unique, unique way. Yeah, think about the Asana thing we had just talked about where there's that unicorn and you were like, what else is in there? Well, if you're a business and you're using Asana and you want to promote other things for your employees to achieve in Asana, it's not like you can just go in and configure that or to build that in. So like maybe you want your users to feel some type of way when they move a task from one piece of, from one category to another category, like a progress thing, right? Yeah. Like from to do to, do to do doing to, should yeah. show a, hey, thumbs up, good job. Can't just build that into Asana. It's already, right. unless Asana made that happen, that's not just something that you could tell it to throw a unicorn up there. Right. It's only the way that Asana has built it is the way that it's going to work. Right. Yep. Yeah. And the same with low code too. There are some options that exist out there to expand on some low code tools that might allow for some type of gamification to be added. But again, you're left on the type of tool that you're using at the time. And most of that is going to be the more complex stuff that you're doing anyway. Require a developer in the first in the after the fact to, right. to actually make that stuff happen. So that's why you see gamification oh being God. made, <laughs> gamification <laughs> being made and sprinkled into apps really from a custom software development standpoint, because it's just, it, it's available. It's yes, you can do basically anything you want when you're talking custom software development, any type of gamification that you want to in, interject or add in, it can totally be done with pretty much any custom software solution you try to build. That's what good ones are. That's right. <laughs> so how about the benefits of gamification in software products and how they increase user engagement? Yeah, obviously the whole point of having an app is to keep people on that app. That's user engagement. User engagement to the point where 
this kind of gets off the rails a little bit, but TikTok seriously hampers videos that specifically name other websites, right? If you verbally say, go check out my video on YouTube, your video, there's no real data to show this, but creators all over the place are saying that their videos then get like shadow demoted basically, right? Yeah. So even to the point of check the link in my description is Mm. stuff that they have noticed is like hurting their, hurting their standings to the point where they take literal physical signs hang them behind them or bring them up that's with a oh, YouTube like, logo. Like a bit like, like a, a bitly it, logo it's part or of a bit. Link or something? Like, yeah, like they, like a they piece of paper hold up they a piece of paper that says Link in bio. <laughs> TikTok doesn't want me to say this. Go to YouTube for more information. And they're passing cue cards aside. <laughs> I will be streaming on Twitch tomorrow at X or three PM. So anyway, the whole point is that companies are going to the extreme to prevent people from going off of their platform. They want to incentivize people so much to stay on their platform. Gamification is the positive way of doing that. Which is retention, improved learning outcomes, which we talked about with Khan Academy, and then user retention. Like those are really the main benefits. And then also software products become more enjoyable, right? People enjoy software products that give instant gratification that the, offer the dopamine thing right yeah. it's you get something nice that looks cool and you feel good about it yep another benefit is users are more likely to engage with a product and then retain the information presented to them when it's delivered through gamification um, which is neat because it's tied to this reward that you just got so you remember that maybe that marketing message that was flashed yeah at the time or some type of course subject line and a course they were learning at that point that they satisfied and got that milestone in cod academy so definitely improved learning for sure and it's proven that gamification leads to higher user retention which we brought up a few times that's almost the obvious one let's talk about some examples though like we talked about asana with the unicorn, we talked about the 7-eleven slurpee one i think we brought up a few other social media what are some other ones that other ones out there that People are using probably every day and they don't even realize it. Fitbit. Fitbit. Obviously, they realize that they're using Fitbit, but Fitbit gamifies fitness in in a way. There's probably, um, actually, a person on our team uses some Apple version of a fitness tracker where maybe it's not Apple he tracks his jump ropes. Jump ropes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you you track your how many ropes you've jumped (laughs) in a year. Yeah. And then you share that and compare it against your friends and your spouse and your that that sort of thing. But yeah, Fitbit is a good example because it tracks your stuff and you can share it with friends. A couple of people in my family had Fitbits for a while and we all like compare the steps that we were taking with each other and I would always lose and it's hilarious. But yeah, you could see it all and see where their status is at any time and it's like a competitive thing. Yep. Yeah, same thing with Peloton. Peloton was a big one that was huge on community, huge on badges you earn on more classes you take. At the very beginning, it was just the cycle. Then the tread came out, right? Or, you know, the seven day status and like the four week thing and all these different, God, what do they call it? You know, if you ride the bike five straight days, it's like, like a, a running. Milestones or yeah. miles or. I'm trying to think of the, yeah. you keep doing the same thing every day. The words of sake. Repetition. Maybe. Streak. 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 Yep. Five day streak, 10 day streak. <laughs> Not like at all two, what I was thinking. <laughs> two 10 day streak. All those, like all those pop up as you're riding, even after the side, like if someone's hit a streak, you get a little notification. Yeah. If someone hit this 
five day streak or a 30 day streak or something. And it's, and it prompts all, you to want to go and do prompts, the same or hit the same. Exactly. And then the Nike plus running app that gets people out there running around the Duolingo, the learning app, right. And in the business world, of course, LinkedIn, right. LinkedIn gamifies the setting a profile. Oh and yeah. It, they've got it, a progress thing and yep. yeah. Gives you, I think it still gives you those badges when you're setting up based on how much of your work history you put in there and your, yeah. how good your profile is. And then you can take, not you can get endorsements from people, which is like a collaborative badge, I guess you sure. could say. You give right. an endorsement, somebody gives you an endorsement. And tests, you can Ooh. take tests too to give yourself badges on yep. on the profile. Awesome. So we'll get into some best practices when it comes to gamification software products and also making game mechanics simple and easy, right? Because yeah. you don't want to implement gamification that's confusing or stupid or hard, or the very first milestone is like a million points away. Yeah. They're already learning your app. They don't need to learn the mini game within your app at the same time. Yep. It should be natural. It should work well. It should be right. doing it the way that they're expecting it to work. One thing that we don't have in our notes, but it's probably best to make your gamification responsible. You can make games in a way that that is detrimental to people's health sure. and like there, if you target people who are prone to addiction, that sort of right. thing, you get into some dark practices that might help your app, but they might hurt your users and yep. and negatively affect your retention. From a business standpoint, negatively right. affect your retention, not even speaking to the moral and ethical badness of doing those things. Right, right. Yeah, so keeping it simple is very paramount. Keeping it simple, easy to understand. We talked about earlier, providing the immediate feedback Right. Yeah, it doesn't so, matter if it's not happening right in front of you right now. It, it doesn't have the same effect. Yeah, 10 seconds later, if all of a sudden in the sound of that unicorn flew across the screen and you're already yeah. kind of cognitively doing something different, that would be a problem. Yeah, and think about it. You don't get the dopamine hit from something that you did a month ago or right. 10 days ago or a week ago or a, a day ago, really. It has to happen in the time that you do it. So you associate the... The, not only just because you're not going to get the dopamine hit, but you need to associate that feeling with the action that they had just taken. It's like training dogs in a way, right? That's how you train dogs. You give them the gratification from the action that you want to encourage. Yep. Treat your users like dogs. <laughs> dogs are our best friends, right? It's true. Set achievable goals too. Man, don't make it so difficult. Don't make it seem, oh man, I got to use this software or ride this bike or run in this treadmill or for yeah. years before I get like my first milestone. Like definitely make them easily achievable, especially in the very beginning to get that reward yeah. system going right and away. Especially if you're like hiding content behind those paths too. Yeah. If somebody feels like they have to like work for six months to get some feature of your app that their friend has already spent the last six months getting, that's just going to turn them off. Yep. They're going to walk away. Yep. And then of course, design for social interaction. That's huge. So be able to share the fact that someone just earned this milestone or just or yeah. just learned on this module in this, in this LMS platform. Allow people to share that content. Allow people to share and be happy about it. Easily so they, share it. Really just click a button and it shares to whatever social media platform is out there. Yep. And then a big best practice, and really this is internally, is really to test and iterate, right? Understand how people are using the gamification, understand how the point system is working, understand how easy it is for people to re reach these milestones and change it, modify it, listen to the feedback, see what people are mad about, see what they're saying. If yeah. they're all happy, great. 
at least you're learning that they're all happy. So that's a good thing. But yeah. make sure you're testing and iterating. Certainly, there's ways to avoid pitfalls. We mentioned this earlier, such as creating a game that's too difficult or too confusing or too stupid or it doesn't have a point to it, that's where it's useless or when the gamification becomes unnecessary. Right, it. right. Doesn't hit your goal. Right. Provide meaningful rewards, right? That's another one, right? Imagine you're, you're, you're the 7-Eleven app and it's six, you know, get six cups and your seventh is free, but yet the icons are like food icons or like hamburger yeah. icons and like it doesn't make sense and it like might confuse people it doesn't correlate to what the actual reward is so make it meaningful and of course if you're like fitness apps do a really great job of fitbit nike plus peloton app make it all meaningful in a way of like getting exercise but again it's don't incentivize people or don't encourage people or provide some type of reward about putting in 17 hours of riding a bike in a day. Mm -hmm. Don't incentivize people to... That goes back to the unhealthy, unhealthy like, yep. preying on people's addictions and that right. sort of thing. There are very bad ways that you can make gamification morally. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, don't rely too heavily on gamification is another pitfall. I think, I think the fitness apps, in a way, almost have to rely pretty heavily on it, but... They don't go too far. Like it almost seems like, all right, I'm more or less playing a game and I'm yeah. not really like getting fit here. Those do seem more game-like. Not game apps, obviously, but they're more game-like than like the 7-Eleven app or something right. like that. Yeah, I think what it really comes down to is your app should work standalone. Your app shouldn't require the gamification to be usable. If it requires the gamification, then you're probably doing something wrong. Nation should enhance it. It shouldn't be like a dependency. And another pitfall, which we don't really see this very too much too often, is once you're creating your gamification, of course, when you're creating your software, you want to be aware of uh, demographic factors. You certainly don't want to open yourself up to criticism that you don't want or legalities that you don't, that you shouldn't have to deal with or that you don't never really plan for. Yeah. Yeah. We can, maybe this is a topic for a different time or for other people to have those conversations. But if your app is supposed to be for everyone in the United States, gambling might be a bad thing to, to make part of that gamification because there's quite a few religious beliefs that gambling yeah. is not an acceptable thing of. So you basically ostracize that entire piece of the population to do that. There's also components of like accessibility concerns. If your primary like way of gamifying is bright, pretty colors and that sort of thing, think of how that affects the, the colorblind community yeah. and people who have who see colors in different ways. Just because you think it looks good to your eyes doesn't mean that it's going to do the same thing for exactly. other people who see a little bit differently. Yep. And of course, there's all sorts of other things that people who look like us probably shouldn't have too heavy of an opinion on, but right. you can see where we're going with those things. And then also, because gamification can work across enterprise software and also public-facing apps, right? You don't want to create a workplace environment that's heavily driven off of gamification. Yeah. All of a sudden, you've got employees going up against each other or there's unfair advantages being given. Do the points that I'm earning through this app that I earn from doing my job have a say on like how much I get paid at the end of the year? Is it 
part of my bonus? Is it part of my Yeah, is it part of my get a bigger bonus? Am I going to get penalized if I don't earn of those points? Because just because you don't say that those points have any bearing on things doesn't mean that's not going to be the case. And it might even be an internal thing with management. Like they might just have seen that this person earns more points than that person. Mm -hmm. This person's more favorable. Or this person plays the game, that person doesn't play the game. That doesn't mean that the person who plays the game is doing a better job necessarily. So there's avoid those types of things. Keep it simple, keep it light, keep it fun, keep it meaningful, keep it impactful to your audience. That's important. Awesome. Hopefully you've enjoyed and gotten some really good nuggets out of gamification and software products. We covered the, the defining what it is and talking about what it is and how it exists today. We talked about the benefits and best practices, including what you shouldn't do. Yeah. So next episode, I'm going to tease the next episode. I would, but I don't remember what it's going to be. So I'll let you do that. (laughs) We are going to talk about everybody's favorite topic, software maintenance. Oh, that is my favorite topic. Unicorn flying across the screen. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Without getting too much into it, development doesn't end at delivery. So that's a big part of it. Yep. You'll learn something. So stay tuned. You'll understand why maintenance is important. Maybe you've heard it before. You're still not sure we might say something in a little different way you might catch on you might realize oh okay yeah i get it now well yeah stay tuned and look forward to the next episode thank you thanks for listening to this episode of the Minello show you can find us on social media at we are Munello, w-e-a-r-e-m-o-o-n-e-l-l-o and on our website themanelloshow.com Please like, star, favorite, and or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Have a software-related business problem that you're struggling with? Visit theminelloshow.com slash contact and we can discuss potential solutions in a future episode. Until next time.